Sports Talk with Craig and John brought to you by Dustex. Dustex customizes entry mats. Dustex. WePlayClean.com. I'm John Gaskins, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com, and the free KWSN mobile app. Uh, One of the top headlines right now, Craig, this is interesting. You know, we don't think about Notre Dame enough, do we? We need need more Notre Dame in our lives, right? (laughs) See there? What do you what do you mean? Uh, well, I mean, when it comes to the conversation about college football, getting a chance to play a full season, a partial season this year, maybe the SEC, where it figures all their states there and all their schools are on board, they're going to be in classes and a green light to play, but uh, schools from other leagues might not, so maybe SEC football will be the only football we are being played. Uh, we don't know. But Notre Dame uh, is kind of in the ACC and kind of not, and their athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, said he is confident the Fighting Irish can still play a full season even if Power 5 commissioners resort to a conference-only schedule to shorten the season. If the pandemic is made to shorten the season because of the coronavirus Notre Dame would lose 10 to 12 of 10 of its 12 scheduled opponents for this season because of its independent status. I mean, they play five ACC games a year, but anyway, uh, and Swarbrick says we are comfortable that if it goes that way, we'll be fine. We'll be able to play a high quality full schedule. The same number of games other teams will play. He didn't exactly say how many games that full schedule would entail as some Power 5 leagues like the SEC and the ACC play an eight-game league schedule while the Pac-12, Big 10, and Big 12 play nine. So, okay, whatever uh, whatever you want to make of that. Uh, most likely be playing uh, lower level. Exactly. Lower, much lower level teams, uh, at least that are in the uh, South Bend, Indiana area. And how do you do that? I guess you say... South Bend High School might be on that schedule. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? You basically say, hey, you want a million dollars to come play Notre Dame in the middle of your season? Come on, you know, yeah. how else would yeah. you do that? Uh, it's, great so. to, it's great to know Notre Dame can afford that during these times when, uh, you know, we keep seeing the projections of places like uh, Minnesota. You can offer a million, but... Uh, well, that's like the going... That's, that, that is the going rate for a school like, you know, or, or will be... It's, it's getting closer to that for schools like SDSU to go to Nebraska or... Um, or Minnesota. Uh, but for perspective on all of this, and the Big Ten is our gopher guy in the Twin Cities for the Pioneer Press, Andy Greeter, joining us on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line here on Craig and John. Andy, thanks for joining us. Uh, what kind of sense do you have right now of uh, how many games all these teams in, well, let's go Big Ten, let's go Minnesota, are going to be able to play in the fall? Oh man, I don't know if anybody really knows that. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. Everyone can sit out here and and speculate about what might be, uh, but nobody really knows what the next month is going to be like, uh, much less five months from now. Um, I know that they're going to have to make uh, decisions uh, in the nearer term because they're going to need to tell uh, students, uh, you know, if they're going to be having online classes or they're going to be on campus or not. I think the conventional wisdom is if they're not on campus, they're not going to be able uh, to play games. There aren't going to be sports. The, the concept of amateurism goes out the window 
if they're not on campus uh, playing games, or uh, if they're not on campus going to school, then they're not likely uh, to play games. So we'll have to wait and see uh, where this virus takes us. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of scenarios out there. You know, canceling the non-conference uh, schedule uh, provides an opportunity for them to maybe push it back into late September or October. Uh, you know, if there isn't a, a fall semester. Uh, there's talk of you know maybe having games in in January and February and March, and then turning things around and and playing the 2021 season as scheduled uh, regularly. Uh, but on a conference call, I think it was two weeks ago, PJ Fleck was concerned about what the player safety uh, situation would be like when you're playing 25 games in a calendar year, and uh, that's a concern out there as well. So yeah, just a lot of moving parts. A lot of speculation right now. But at the same time, I wonder at a place specifically like Minnesota in a state where they've had the constrictions of a lot of shelter in place. And also you mentioned the safety and the pandemic is still a real and alarming sort of thing to where, oh, let's put sports on the back burner. At the same time, uh, it's been reported that they're going to lose at least $10 million at the U of M or so just on the losing out on the spring sports season. From what I understand, that TV money doesn't kick in after the season unless the the games are played. Like, in every Big Ten team gets about $50 million with these TV contracts. You're going to lose your – everyone's going to lose their behind if there's no fans in the stands, and especially at a place like Minnesota where you could have 50,000 people in the stands for seven games. But you really, you really lose a lot of money if you lose the TV money. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the balance of, yes, safety, but also we have to expect athletic directors, if not presidents, of at least some places. I think of the SEC as a place like where they're just like, we have too much money to lose. We're going to do whatever we can to save the season. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the microcosm of the great... Of, of the, our entire society of, of weighing safety versus the, the bottom line. And so what do you think people in Minnesota are thinking? Yeah, we'll have a better sense of where uh, things are at for the University of Minnesota here later this week. Uh, A.D. Mark Coyle goes in front of the Board of Regents, um, I think Thursday or Friday, and he'll kind of lay out, or he's been asked to lay out, different budget scenarios. And, and yeah, if, if, with no spring sports, the estimate was that they could lose uh, $10 million if, if things uh, go in through the summer and they're able to play in the fall. That could be about $30 million. And if things are disrupted uh, through the fall and, and into the winter, uh, they could lose up to $75 million. Now, those, those are really rough estimates and outdated at this point. Uh, but $75 million is about 60% of the Gophers' budget. So it would be a massive, massive shakeup. Uh, so we'll get a better sense of where things are at budget-wise and the impacts of, of where uh, things are if there are or aren't sports uh, coming up here later this week, but yeah, it's it's uh, as as uh, Iowa State AD Jamie Pollard said a couple of weeks ago. If there's no football in the fall, uh, we're talking about ice age time uh, for college sports. Um, Andy, I know Florida Atlantic, Tennessee Tech, BYU on the schedule non-conference. I mean, we've heard some uh, rumblings. I think it was on the Dan Patrick show yesterday and today that maybe. Some of the Big Ten teams would, would not play those non-conference games, those that are far away, and maybe pick up teams that are much closer. Could there be a possibility that if it works that a South Dakota State, University of South Dakota, somebody else in the, in the region would, would replace those teams this fall? 
That's a good question, Craig. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I would imagine that given the overall uh, landscape of, of budget restrictions and bigger priorities, uh, that there would probably be uh, lesser games as opposed to trying to find logistically how to uh, reschedule different teams geographically. Uh, but that's just my speculation. I don't think Mark Coyle, uh, you know, for instance, is, is too concerned about, you know, kind of where those games are or who they're against and more about what the biggest scenarios are for trying to, to uh, make sure everyone is safe and try to play the games uh, that they currently have scheduled. I haven't heard of that scenario, uh, but I don't imagine that that's big on the to-do list right now. And Andy Greener joining us from the Twin Cities Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. He's the Gopher beat writer. Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Craig, are we going to follow up? Well, I was going to say, maybe Minnesota and Nebraska can play each other like three times during the regular season. If, uh... Oh, as a Husker fan, I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> Gophers are much better put together at this point in time than the Huskers are. Uh, we, we've, uh, we've heard some good news as, par, as far as uh, P.J. Fleck and some of his recruiting uh, for the Minnesota Gophers. What has surprised you the most and what Fleck has been able to bring to the Gophers? Well, yeah, I think that uh, the fact that they've got four four-star rated recruits uh, when a Gopher class uh, would be lucky to have one in a, in a, in a year uh, shows that uh, there is an uptick uh, from an 11 and two season. That PA is is getting buy in uh, from guys. You know, I, I talked with uh, 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 a head coach at Omaha West Side, and uh, he said that on a on a FaceTime call with PJ that he said that uh, your approach uh, scares off some kids, and that is because PJ you know demands them to. Uh, you know, be good in the classroom, be good in the community, uh, and be good on the field. And uh, sometimes people just want to come in and, and play ball and do enough to get by in school. Uh, so he needs to try to find the right type of guy. And if that person uh, wants to have that excellence in other areas, like, uh, you know, Avante Dickerson, uh, a four-star cornerback out of, uh, out of Omaha, the number one rated guy uh, in Nebraska, He's able to get him out from underneath Scott Frost and, you know, other, you know, major suitors like Oregon and LSU was in the mix for a while and Ohio State was in the mix for a while. Uh, he's able to get those guys just because you sell something different than a lot of those other guys do. Well, that's interesting. And Minnesota is ranked number six in the country. I mean, we're used to Minnesota over the years going back to Jerry Kill, Tracy Clay's. Uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, and here they are sitting behind just Ohio State, Tennessee, North Carolina. Iowa's number four. Uh, that that snuck in there, and Clemson five, Minnesota six. So the Gophers just ahead of Miami, Florida, and USC, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and recruiting is early, and they go by uh, you know number of five stars, number of four stars, and uh, and the size of your class in those rankings, but. Still, um, I mean, he's doing this without going out on the road, obviously. Can, can you give us a little more insight into what, what PJ is doing to, to overcome that inability to have in-person recruiting? Yeah, so they've been doing uh, virtual visits. So they've had assistant coaches uh, on FaceTime calls or Zoom calls uh, with the recruits, showing them around the facility, uh, producing different videos that show off uh, what the Twin Cities has to offer uh, you know, being in an urban setting, uh, being surrounded by lakes, 
And uh, they've been kind of on the cutting edge of that, talking to recruiting coordinators and, and recruiting service folks. Uh, they've been impressed that uh, they've been doing this when most other people are, are mostly sitting on their hands. And, uh, you know, one recruiting site uh, told me that they uh, have been uh, forcing some copycats out of other Big Ten schools and other, uh, you know, FCS schools um, or FBS schools. And, uh, yeah, so that's one thing that they've been doing, uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is a lot of recruits these days are looking to see, uh, you know, who the quarterback is in that class. And while they got nine commits in the month of April, uh, which is a stunning amount, uh, given the fact that, you, like you said, you're not doing any uh, in-person recruiting on the road. And you're not able to have any official visits uh, on campus to have that amount of, of buy-in uh, has been impressive. Uh, but you know they've they've uh, these recruits have been you know wondering who the quarterback is in the class and and uh, the Gophers have a four star quarterback uh, Ethan Kalamakis and uh, he's been committed since March and he's been kind of a trendsetter and and kind of open up the door for them to get other high quality guys because they have a four star quarterback who's been committed for over a year now. Wow, because the ultimate assumption, obviously, Andy is. It's just, it's PJ's personality. I mean, what percentage of this is PJ's personality? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, either you're, you're into it, like I said, or, or you're yeah. not. And uh, if you are into it, um, he, uh, he doesn't, he, he's, he's funny in the sense that if you ask him about uh, momentum during a game, uh, he will say that he doesn't uh, believe in momentum. Okay. But, for, but for two straight years, uh, when he's been on the recruiting trail, he has gotten recruit after recruit after recruit uh, in a momentous type of uh, scenario uh, back to back to back. And I'd imagine that, you know, there's a lot of talk of, hey, this guy committed. Do you want to get in? We're doing this now. Let's go. And P.J., you know, I, w- I don't want to say pressure, but, you know, really tries to get these guys to, to commit early and, and uh, buy in early. And uh, we've seen it year over year that these classes uh, get full quickly. Uh, you know, last year they had probably 80% of their class uh, committed to them uh, before they went on an 11-2 and two season. Um, so that's why you didn't really see a, a recruiting class that challenged for the top 25, their first top 25 class, since it, uh, recruiting services have been putting them together since the mid-2000s um, uh, until this year because most of those guys had committed early like you're seeing now. Did, uh, did he change, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, offense, defensive coordinators? He had an assistant defense. coach leave here recently, didn't he? Yeah, Kirk Scirocco is longtime uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach uh, who's from Pennsylvania, uh, left the Gophers before the Outback Bowl uh, to become the offensive coordinator uh, at Penn State, uh, which was kind of looked at as a, as a dream job for him. Uh, so he replaced him with Mike Sanford. Uh, who was the head coach at Western Kentucky, who had recently come from Utah State, where he was coaching uh, Jordan Love, who the Packers took, surprisingly, in the first round. And he was also the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and, and has kind of bounced around to, to a few spots. Uh, but, yeah, so he's the new offensive coordinator, and he comes in with a recruiting pedigree, uh, was probably his marquee uh, recruit when he was at Stanford being Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a new offensive coordinator. So, yeah, they, they sure wish they probably had at spring ball to try to implement and get on the same page with the new offensive coordinator and, and uh, similar things that they're trying to do with, you know, Tanner Morgan, who's looked at as a top-five quarterback, uh, coming back in college football next year, and Rashad Bateman, who Mel Kuyper said is the eighth best 
prospect in the 2021 NFL draft that came out here this morning. Uh, so, yeah, there's some turnover for the Gophers, but they've got some playmakers on that side. Andy Greeter, a couple more minutes. Uh, yeah. Recruiting's been interesting with Richard Patino as well. He's recruiting a lot of transfers to join the, his program. And we'll get to that in a second. There's belief in some Twin Cities sports media that had it not been for the pandemic, then perhaps Richard Patino would, would not be the coach at Minnesota, but you don't fire a college coach and do this big search and pony up a bunch more cash for a higher profile coach that, you know, we had it on the tips of our tongues. We had segments about this. Um, first of all, how much do you buy into that belief that the pandemic may have saved Richard Patino? Mm, I don't really put much into that um, just because, uh, you know, there are, you know, I mean, yes, it, it has uh, dried up any sort of coaching carousel, uh, but I don't think Mark Coyle made that decision uh, as quickly as he did after the season uh, based on a fear of not being able to go and, and get a coach as much as he, you know, I know has a good relationship with Richard Pitino and, and says that he believes in the future of it. So, I mean, that's a, that's a conspiracy theory that I rather just you know take people on their on their word and and you know what they've said and done and uh, you know he's had many opportunities to let go of Richard Bettino, uh pandemic or not you know they've been together for four years and there have been mm-hmm. some rough times and sometimes when they've uh, you know have not lived up to you know a, an NCAA uh, tournament caliber uh, team and uh, he stuck by him and has given him contract extensions when there has been some success. Uh, so, you know, just given the track record and, and given that, that uh, Coyle says that he believes in Patino, uh, that's not a conspiracy theory that I took, put too much stock in. There's been a transfer from Rice. There's been a transfer from... Um, Drake. Pa- Drake, thank you. What, what dots are you connecting with these transfers that are coming in? Like yeah, what, what he's done, what's the theme? Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's been some movement there. They got uh, Brandon Johnson, a graduate transfer from Western Michigan, uh, who looks like a, a you know a, a Big Ten caliber uh, rebounder, a guy who who looks gritty and a guy who's not afraid to to mix it up down low. Uh, he's going to be able to play right away next year. Um, they got Liam Robbins, who's a seven foot guy who blossomed at Drake uh, last year, who had some blue blood programs after him. He comes to Minnesota because his uncle is an assistant coach at the U, and then they got Drew Peterson. Uh, a uh, commit from Rice or a player from Rice who was coming in and uh, committed to the Gophers, I believe it was last Monday, after the Gophers lost out on Kerwin Walton, uh, a four-star guard who's going to North Carolina. Uh, but then by the end of the last week, uh, Drew Peterson uh, said, nope, I'm going to reopen my recruiting, uh, even though Minnesota, he says, uh, is still in the mix. And that came a day after the NCAA kind of delayed or seemingly pushed back uh, their uh, initiative to have first-time transfers be eligible right away. Uh, so I don't know how much that played into it, uh, but they you know, they had three guys coming in, uh, three guys that I know that they were happy about, and uh, you know, now that's down to two. Those two guys have signed. Those two guys are in. Uh, Drew Peterson is, is, uh, is an open uh, you know, target right now, and, and we'll see where they go for that open spot that they uh, still have to fill. Craig, anything left for Andy? Andy's busy. Andy's a busy guy. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, and uh, therefore we appreciate your time on our show today, Andy, as always. We'll talk again sometime when maybe, maybe we have some sort of a clue uh, if we're going to have college football or not. Yeah, sounds good, guys. And, Take care. And when. Andy Greeter uh, at Andy G-E-E-G-R-E-D-E-R. Uh, we did get some hints about NFL scheduling and the full speed ahead from Mike Florio, including what's the plan for the NFL if they can't fit in a full 16 games. So we'll hear from Florio. And also, uh, Craig, we talked about Don Shula for about 15 minutes last hour. And uh, if, if he's the greatest coach of all time or Belichick, there's a South Dakota connection, a strong one, to Don Shula becoming one of the all-time greats, no matter where you put him. And you'll hear about that connection to round out Craig and John. Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Can't hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at KWSN.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app.